Welcome into another Texas Dynasty League podcast. It's your host here and co-commissioner Matt. Along with me today is Bryce. Bryce, say what's up. What's up, guys? So Bryce here, he is um, he's from my church, Vertical Church. We met up there. We play basketball, softball, and Bryce actually has some of the most Dynasty experience, so I love having him in our league and getting to know him. Bryce, tell the league a little bit, bit about yourself, man. Yeah, uh, thanks again for inviting me on, Matt. It's already a lot of fun. Um, so I'll start off. Uh, yeah, again, my name's Bryce Mulwinney. Um, I go by KB Mav here on the Sleeper app and just about everywhere else. That's just a, a handle I came up with back in college. So my first name is actually Kevin. I don't know if you knew that. Matt, I, but, I didn't um, know that. Yeah. Okay. I was shocked so, when I figured that out, though. Yeah. It's a little surprising. So my middle name is Bryce, and that's what I've always gone by because my dad is Kevin as well. But so KBM are my initials, and then I went to UTA, University of Texas at Arlington, and they're the Mavericks. So I just came up with KB Math, and it stuck. So it's unique. It's short. It's a good handle. So. My brother Nick graduated from UTA, and Aaron he now did. goes to UTA. So there you go. Luke, Luke, uh, and Luke, well, right? and Luke. Yep. Yeah, yep. we got a yep. UTA pot. I mean, dynasty league here. Um, yep. Anyways, yep. okay. So, um, Bryce, let me ask you something real quick before we hop into our yep. podcast. And then I'll just, I'll, I'll just also oh, yeah. say, I, okay. I go by, I go by uh, for the team name. I have Ezekiel Elliott. Obviously, he was the first pick in the draft, and so uh, Ezekiel twenty-five seventeen. I just. It, it's a fun. Uh, I looked up that verse. Wait for that. Yeah. Can you share the verse? Do you have it? <laughs> yeah, dude? I, I do. I do. It's uh, it's it's my version of like a Bible fantasy smack talk, I guess. But it's, it says, "I will carry out great vengeance on them and punish them in my wrath. Then they will know that I am the Lord when I take vengeance on them." So, um, yeah, I obviously don't have the wrath of God. But hey, I won the first season. So, um, yeah. For all for all y'all that haven't looked it up, that's what it is, and I just. That's me kind of being nerdy, but I like it. So. I, at first, when I thought it was the Samuel Jackson from Pulp Fiction. That oh, okay. spiel. <laughs> That's what it reminds <laughs> me of. But yeah, so I got to meet, uh, obviously know you, and then I know Aaron and uh, Luke uh, were running around there, and I got to meet Nick at the at the draft, um, and then Tyler, my younger brother, obviously is in the league. But yeah, I'd love to one day eventually get to, to meet up with everyone else. That'd be really cool, but. Just the last little bit about me, I guess. I'm 34 years old. Been married, Lisa, for 15 years now. We have three daughters, so they they run the house. They're eight, six, and three now. Um, but, yeah, so love fantasy sports, always have. Baseball is actually like my, my true love from a fantasy sport standpoint, and that's where I got started on the dynasty aspect of it, and it translates over to, to football really well. So I kind of take a, I don't know, like a, I always like scouting out the next – the next wave of minor leaguers or college football guys and kind of take an analytical approach to it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how I like to play. Yeah, there you go. Bryce, let me ask you something. Let me ask you who was first your favorite fantasy football player ever of all time. 
Yeah, so favorite of all time was maybe arguably the greatest fantasy football player of all time, Ladanian Tomlinson. So just uh, him being from from TCU, so here in the Metroplex, I thought that was always real cool, and he was just so dominant uh, all the time, and he just touched the ball so many times. So he was always uh, always my favorite uh, that I had. And I think the first time I ever played fan, it was in high school for sure. So that it had to have been somewhere around like. 2000 and or 2001 maybe it was like the first time i ever played mm-hmm. um and then from there that i started dynasty we just looked it up it's 2008 was the first dynasty that i had mm. that's awesome man so um so yeah the first dynasty you've ever had who, who are some of those players off that team i think you actually have the most dynasty experience and so we may not know some of these guys but who are some of those players you had off that team yeah it's real fun uh going down memory lane and looking at them but probably my best play i had brett Favre at quarterback but my best player at that point was a rookie running back chris johnson and then the next year is when he exploded for for 2000 yards but my favorite that i drafted i probably overdraft overdrafted him reached for him just to have him was roy williams at receiver, uh, so at that time he was uh, with uh, the Lions, so he was he was still good before he got <laughs> he got to the Cowboys. Um, but yeah, so that, those were my guys. Yeah, we have a a lot of guys in the league have a great uh, excitement and knowledge of Roy Williams because he went to Odessa Permian, and so all of us kind of know him and know about him. I know Austin Reeves went to Hawaii with him for the pro bowl. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. We got all this free stuff that actually ended up getting stolen, but that we'll save that for story <laughs> when oh, Austin's man. on the podcast. <laughs> and so, but yeah. So anyways, guys, today on the podcast, me and Bryce, um, we're going to be, uh, first, we're going to be talking about the trades that went down this week. It's so mm-hmm. awesome to see all the stuff that's been happening in the league and seeing movement activity and stuff. I know we're all pumped up for the season. So we're going to talk about that. Then we're going to hop into, um, we're going to talk about 10 ways to get the most out of our dynasty. Not 10, let me rephrase that. Eight ways to get the most out of our dynasty league. So Bryce has the most dynasty experience that I know of our league, and he's going to give us some of that knowledge and help us out on how to buy into our league there. And then after that, we're going to go into the Thursday night preview of the Houston and Kansas City game. So, yeah, Bryce, let's go ahead and start with the trades. Let's hop into it. All right. So, Bryce, let's start it with it, man. Tell me one of your favorite trades that went down this, this past week. Yeah, so not picking some of the ones uh, that I were in because Adrian Peterson got cut, womp womp. But at least he got picked back up. So, but I I really found it interesting the the Mixon for Gurley trade. I thought that one was uh, pretty intriguing. Whenever it's kind of like a challenge trade when it's the same position, like in this case, running back for running back. I thought that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know Luke. I actually talk to him a bit after that trade and so one of the reasons he did it is was he was kind of worried about Mixon's contract and so after he did the trade Mixon got his huge contract the next day so Mm -hmm. stinks for Luke but at the same time you know what do you think about Gurley this year do you think he can 
be yeah. a top 12 back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's his ceiling now. Again, just kind of like if people haven't picked up on how I kind of normally like to manage my football team, I'm, I'm huge on, especially at running back and receiver on the floor of the player. Like I'd almost rather have a weekly consistent floor. Um, and so that's kind of where Mixon is, is speaking to me here a little bit. But I don't think there's any doubt. Like Gurley, we've seen what he can do. And if he stays healthy and – Atlanta's already come out and said they want to give him 15 to 25 touches a game. So there's plus goal line work. There's definitely an opportunity for Gurley to, to rise to the top in that one. Um, but just with his injury history and me kind of being more boring and preferring the floor, I, I would have, I would have taken mixing yeah. even with the contract situation, but I totally get it. Yeah, I totally get it. Like that's the thing about trades. you never know who wins a trade until the season until it goes down and some trades will we may it may look like wow why would they do that and then they pay off in the long run so if you believe in a guy go get that guy you believe in and the good news is is he also got the two picks there to kind of help supplement right so a it, nice safe that could, yeah it could work out pretty well for both of them actually definitely another trade we can talk about is um Another Luke Adams trade is the DJ Chart David Johnson trade. I thought mm-hmm. this was a really good trade for both sides. Um, DJ Chart obviously probably has more dynasty value mm-hmm. and stuff and long term value. But I mean, was that Luke that? No, it was Aaron. It was Aaron Garcia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it was. And yep. so Aaron, we talked on the preseason rankings, he needed that RB2 and he went and mm-hmm. got it. He got that RB2. He did, and I'm I'm a fan of now again health uh, being the number one thing here with Johnson. But they made that trade involving Hopkins and Johnson, and so I I think Houston wants to prove themselves right that they didn't just give Hopkins away. So I think as long as Johnson's healthy, he's going to get fed the ball. Like I think they want to feature him, and we've seen him. He might have been like RB, like the number one overall running back that one year. He went nuts. So yeah, I definitely think Aaron. Did well if you're going to give up uh, Baby Chark there to get back uh, David Johnson. I think I think that was a really good trade for both teams. I like it. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, definitely. Bill O'Brien, he is going to run DJ into the ground to prove yep. the town that he made a good trade. That's how Bill O'Brien works. I agree. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you got another trade you want to talk about? There's a few more. Yeah. So in the Q and A, we had a few. I, I want to talk about your. Sanders trade, uh, yes. Sanders trade, and Alan, Alan Robinson. Talk, talk me through that. So yeah, I um, if y'all don't know, I gave up Sanders to my brother JD, and I got Alan Robinson, Keyshawn Vaughn, and then a second and a third. Um, so basically, at the end of the day, the big is the Sanders Robinson, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, I am just Miles Sanders. Um, I just want to stay off of him because I, 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 Alan Robinson was more proven to me. Um, I like it. I like the targets that he's going to get. I think he's a safe floor for what I, my team needs to do. And Miles Sanders, there's just not that much rapport from last year of, you know, a handful, four or five games as the lead back, you know, the history of the Eagles coach doing a committee. And then the big thing for me is the injuries to the wide receivers, the offensive line. And so mm-hmm. I assume most teams, when they battle, they're going to stack the box or something, try to shut down the run. I still think he's going to be a good RB two, but I just don't see him in the RB one territory while I see Allen Robinson RB one. I mean, wide receiver one all day for me. 
Yeah, and you were able to pick up a, a young back and a couple picks on top of it. Now, I think I think JD paid the right amount for it, though. I mean, mm-hmm. if you just look at kind of like a rankings and how it's going to stack up, you know, Sanders being potentially like I know there is the concern of a split carries there, but I mean, ultimately, if you have the potential to go grab someone that's going to be a feature back, like they're going to be ranked pretty high. So I definitely get why he gave up what he gave, but yeah, it makes sense hearing it from that side. Um, of it, yeah. but I definitely like what JD did and going and getting it. Yeah, and see, JD believes in him, so it yep. all comes down to like which side do you believe in, and we'll see who's right. Yep. Um, and, and so, I think the la- last one that was on here was uh, the Boyd. Uh, this was Luke uh, with Boyd and uh, Gordon and Hawkinson. Yeah, so yeah, JD got Tyler Boyd, and Luke got. Josh Gordon and TJ Hawkinson, which Luke wanted a secured backup tight end to back up for Waller because we know tight ends sometimes bust, get hurt, who knows what happens to them, Mm -hmm. especially with TJ Hawkinson being young. How how do you feel about TJ Hawkinson? Do you think he's good to go this year? Do you think he can break out this year? Or do you think he's... Yeah, there's a a little bit. And this is kind of something that's dynasty related too as well. So he had a lot of hype coming in last year too. You just got to remember sometimes growth with these young players isn't linear as I like to say it. So it's not necessarily like you take this perfect straight line up a graph, like they just progress every year. Sometimes there's some ups and downs with it and things happen, but yeah. So ultimately if you believe in the talent you, and it doesn't click, you don't want to necessarily jump off uh, the wagon there. You want to give it a chance to ride out. So um, yeah. So I think the upside of Gordon, it looks like he's uh, was it Seattle is where he ended up. Yeah, Seems Josh like Gordon going to go. Seattle. Yeah, so with uh, Josh Gordon looking like he's going to Seattle and Hawkinson, I get it. But again, I give JD a lot of credit here. He's going after the the best pieces in these trades with the Sanders trade and then with the Boyd trade. So I like what he's doing too. Definitely, definitely. And then another trade that was also mentioned was Antonio Gibson to my brother Nick. I made that trade not expecting to what just what happened. I, I thought I overpaid for Gibson, but we'll see if it works out because right after we made the trade, it got it dropped the news that AP yeah. um, got dropped for from the the Washington football team. Yeah, so. and I had just picked up uh, AP from from Luke as well, but it makes sense Washington situation. They're they're not going to be good. It makes sense to let go of the old guy and give right. the young guys some some run, but. The good news is, is he got some draft capital out of it, so he can he can make up for it. Yeah, and it may be nice for you because um you have Bryce Love, right? Yeah. So part of that, and I picked up McKisney too. So part of that was understanding that AP could not be around for long. So trying to have the backup there worked out. Definitely. So love the trades, guys. Keep them going. We'll have more and more to talk about the day out throughout the season. Uh, I love it, and so. Yeah, all right, Bryce, let's hop into our main section here. So eight ways to make the most out of our Dynasty League. So me and Bryce both came up with four ways each. We're probably just going to go back and forth here, I assume, right, Bryce? Sure. And so, yeah, guys, Bryce, again, I said, Bryce, how long have you been playing Dynasty, man? 13 years. I actually just this last weekend had the 13th year of that, that keeper dynasty league. We just had the uh, auction draft for it. So it's been a while. That's awesome. And you play baseball, football, 
anything else or is that the main dynasty uh, leagues yeah those are the only ones i've done dynasty for you know i just occasionally will jump in on some other stuff the only other thing i do semi-regularly is actually do i'm a golf junkie too so i'll do some daily fantasy golf but nope dynasty wise it's uh just baseball and football that's awesome that's awesome i'm excited to hear these these points that we have so let's go ahead bryce start us off with um the first first way to buy into our dynasty league here yeah for sure so the the main thing that i will bring up first more or less than like how to be successful is just how to be a good member of a dynasty league and so the number one thing i'm going to say is communication so mm. it, it's with with the league communicating that's what's what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it and the more that you put into it the more the league is going to benefit so we were just talking about trades. Trading is a huge part of a dynasty league. So if you send out a trade, you know, it sometimes helps to put some context with it. If you reject a trade, sometimes it makes sense to shoot the person a message back and say, hey, I'm just not moving that person or, hey, you know, I'll consider it, but this isn't what I'm necessarily looking for. And then also just communicating and saying, hey, you had a good week or, hey, that was sick. What Lamar Jackson did this week, you know, just being involved with your teammates um, in your league is what's going to gonna help you get the most out of it. Yeah, communication is key. If you guys, we've talked about it before, we have our own channel designated for communication to happen. You can also inbox each other on direct messages too. Um, and so, yeah, we have, we're getting more and more ways to communicate through Sleeper. And so, yeah, communication is a key part to not just for you to have fun, but for your other league mates to have fun. And yeah. so, yeah, so that's a great number one way. And so the, that can lead me into my, one of my ways um, for number two is um, kind of going off of communication. Um, part, particip, particip, what's, help me out here, Bryce. What? Participation? <laughs> Say it again. Particip Participation participation that, that's there this, we go. this week's anonymous is a uh, participation yes there i know <laughs> I, yeah i had a speech impediment growing up and it comes back sometimes um oh, but awesome. participating and getting um not just communicating but we're gonna have throughout the league um questions polls um each channel will have all that stuff um you know questions for the podcast we're going to have ways to vote for awards coming up um, and all that. But, yeah, communicating, participating, I think both of those kind of go together. Those are great, just broad ways, first two ways to buy into our Dynasty League. So, Bryce, back to you, man. Cool. Uh, so the other one, again, it kind of builds off of these, is uh, you need to value the relationships that you have uh, in the league. So part of the participation and communicating is going to help you build those. So you don't want to just have a couple people in your dynasty league that you constantly go to like, Hey, I need a running back. Hey, I need a receiver. You really need to be able to have a relationship with everyone in the league so that you can have 11 different options to go to, to really try to find the thing that's not only going to help you the most, but it's also going to, you know, help them out. The best trades are ones that are win-win. So Again, communicating, participating with everyone so that you have a relationship to where you feel comfortable sending a message to that person and know that they're going to message you back and you can get a dialogue going back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, and knowing that you can tell someone like, hey, that was a bad trade-off or like, 
you know, and being able to be honest with them, um, smack talk with them. That's, that's going to be the best way to go about it. Yeah, definitely. That's a great one. Um, yeah, I, I know that's probably uncomfortable for some of the guys in our league to do that, but we're all here in this league, you know, trying to have, we all want the same thing. We all want to have fun and um, grow our teams and get the best team possible. And so, yeah, if you're trading with the same guy back and forth, you're going to put a limit on your team and limit on your trades and limit on your success. And so, yeah, definitely. um, It's a great, great way. Um, Another uh, way to buy in our dynasty league is what I have kind of as a co-commissioner here is um, suggestions kind of a good example is what Aaron Garcia did um, recently about suggesting we talked about that suggesting um, limiting uh, the bench of the the teams and so I, I really encourage you guys if you disagree with something that we do or if you have any advice or suggestions or wants for a dynasty league broad topic please under the suggest tab um, suggest it to us. I have a lot of suggestions that I want to eventually talk about, vote on. Whether, or, like I put some, like an awards channel. I want to. I suggested, um, you know, a lottery draft. Mm-hmm. Just some ideas here and there, and yeah, do some research if y'all want. But yeah, just we're how we set up our league. We're trying to constantly perfect it and constantly to make the best league where we can get the most out of it in a fun but also competitive way. So, yeah, so that is reason number four, right? So we're back to you with number five. Yeah. All right, so this one's kind of more geared toward your team and your players, but I think the most important thing outside of, you know, just dealing with, you know, the people in your league, but actually it's know how your players – are doing how you would value them, but also more importantly, how the league would value those players. So I think understanding how your players are valued, not just by yourself, but others is where you're going to be able to extract value out of a dynasty league. So for example, you have to be honest with yourself. And I gave like the Roy Williams scenario earlier, like, Hey, like, these non-Texas folks, they probably don't care about Roy Williams. So I have to understand that I'm probably going to hang on to him because I value him for one reason or another higher than other people. But Hey, I may have this player over here that this person might overvalue and can I extract some extra value out of it? So Hmm. it's not just putting the best team together, but also knowing how you and your teammates would value each other's players so that you can make the best possible trades with them. Yeah, definitely. That's a great advice. I know, um, like I tried to make a trade with, um, Daniel Forbes, um, Mm -hmm. and I, I tried to get some of his Cowboys, Michael Gallup or Blake Jarwin, but he Mm -hmm. is not budging because he is a diehard Cowboys fan. And so, yeah, it helps knowing which each guy values on their team and what the league values for sure. Yeah. And again, you, if you want to keep a guy that's for a non like statistical purpose, that's fine. I mean, that part of the reason we're here is to have your guys and to have fun with the players that you want to root for. And that's cool. But for all the other players that are on your team and players on the other teams know how they're valued by each other so that you can, Mm -hmm. you know, make the, make the trade that makes the most sense for you. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So that leads me into the six. Number six is um, what I put is, um, 
kind of don't be afraid to be a realistic GM with your dynasty team. And what I mean by that is um, if you're going for, if you have a chance to compete, go for it all. Um, you, I think a great example is if you look at real life baseball teams, what they do at trade deadline, they're trading all their picks. They're stacking their rosters with the best players and then vice versa. If your team halfway through the season is struggling, Hey, we won't judge you for not going for it all. Now I'm not saying tanking, but what I, uh, Mark Cuban would call it as like healthy tanking. Right. I re- he said something along those lines, but, um, this idea of, you know, I'm not going to be able to compete this year. So I'm going to trade these guys for assets, for prospects, for, um, for picks and build my team from the ground up. And because what's going to happen, what I've learned in dynasty leagues, I know Bryce can probably attest to this is that you are going to make mistakes and you're going to get burned and you're going to mess up and you're going to trade some guys with you shouldn't traded. And so, yeah, definitely don't be afraid to scratch everything and to be kind of realistic. Cause that, that is something what I love about dynasty is the realism of it and how Mm -hmm. it kind of matches up with how real GMs work. And so definitely. Yeah. You got to know what your win window is. And if it's now, maybe you might be feeling like you're giving up a little bit too much, but Hey, it's going to get you that piece that might put you over the top. That's a real thing that, you know, teams would do and you can find yourself in the same situation in a dynasty league. So uh, yeah, that makes sense. And maybe as a team, like you said, that's not going to make it again, you're still putting your best foot forward to give your opposition the best game that they can have. But if you need to trade a guy that's a running back too for you into the future, but you can load up on a first round pick or something that that might make sense in that situation. So I love it. Good, good advice. Definitely. Back to you, Bryce, for the seventh way to buy into our dynasty league yeah so this is the biggest one for me in terms of uh thinking about the future so you have to look at all of these draft picks that we have as assets and know year to year how they're actually going to be used so what i say and this comes from kind of like my baseball background and knowing the minor leagues and the draft you got to do the same in football and know what's coming down the pike in college so You have to study up on the future and know that, hey, a late second round pick this year, is that really going to do much for me as opposed to like an early second round or a late first round? Um, So that when it does come time to make these trades, you know, fourth and fifth round picks, you know, they can kind of get exchanged and those might help you later on. But when we're talking about like these, you know, first, second, third round picks and knowing what's coming up and the next college class is huge so that you know which ones you want to go after. So like for this next class, obviously we have three pretty big quarterbacks coming up with Trevor Lawrence leading the way. We got three pretty good running backs in this class. And then probably like another top tier one of three wide receivers. So I would say like, if you have a top nine pick, I would kind of treat that almost like gold this year. Um, And then maybe like the next, nine picks is, you know, kind of like this tier two. So that way you can kind of have an idea of when you're making these trades. Like if someone asks you just to throw in a second round pick, like, no, I'm not just going to throw in a second round pick. I value it too much. So understanding what the future has coming up uh, is super important. I think that is great advice. And I think that's great advice for most of our league that are new to dynasty, because I've come across a lot of guys in our league. They're like, Oh, it's just the rookie draft picks. 
I don't value these. Like, oh, that's nothing, right? Because rookies always don't perform. You can pick a bad rookie or it can take years. You have to wait. And so it's easy to go get a guy that is good this year. Um, but for a dynasty league, that's the thing about rookie picks. If you don't, you won't be able to learn quickly, but you will learn eventually how valuable these rookie picks are for your team and how that is, in a sense, how you succeed for the long run in our dynasty league. Because, I mean, that's a reason our boy Aaron suggested to lower the bench. Dynasties, we don't focus on waiver wires. Our focus mm-hmm. is on trades and drafts. That's how you get players. And if your team is awful and no one's wanting to trade with you, get those draft picks because um, they will they will help you in the long run for sure. That is great yeah. advice, Bryce. Yeah, and so just like a quick example of that. So like I was able to make a trade with Tyler earlier this year where I got Mike Evans and gave him Julian Edelman, which if you look at it for this year, may not sound great, but he gets a first and second round pick. I'm kind of in a win now window. I kind of feel like I overpaid because he could, that trade could essentially turn out to be, you know, Julian Edelman, who's a very useful starter in fantasy. So he didn't get someone that's going to his bench. Plus he could turn that into a Jamar chase out of LSU and a Chuba Hubbard out of Oklahoma state. And now he has three tremendous skill players for, the future just for a wide receiver upgrade. So knowing like what that first and second round pick is like, it could be this player um, I I think puts it in a a different perspective. And like you were saying, I I don't value the rookie draft. Well, if you know who those players could potentially be, it makes you value them more. Definitely. And looking at, I think also another thing is we all know the top 12 rookies usually in the rookie draft. It's the later rounds where you Mm -hmm. can hit values and that's how you get to hit those values is pay attention to college football and what's going on. So definitely that is great advice. So that leads us to our last way. This is just kind of a fun way um, to buy into our dynasty league. What I kind of just put in is um, own your team, Um, personalize your team, make your team yours. Sleeper does a great job of that. Um, It's a fun way to put, you know, nicknames on your players and um, to, make a team name that's very actually important because not i i just put a team name on there it's important to put a team name because if you get the trophy right bryce put his ezekiel uh, 2517 that's it that's it there you go and so he put that on the trophy and so it'd be awesome to be able to put our team names and then our name on it instead of just saying like jd gray <laughs> just on it and so it's fun really owning your team hey don't crown him on that trophy yet just, I know, no, like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I promise you, I'm not. I'm just giving an example because he doesn't have a team name yet. I'm just messing with the JD. No, you're fine. And then, um, so yeah, I think that just makes it more fun on Sundays too. To like, I'm trying to get guys that I'm also a fan of, and just be able to create a team that I really feel like I own. That's a reason I made the Miles Sanders Allen Robinson trade because I love Allen Allen Robinson and stuff, and like I want to get a jersey of these guys and stuff and so really just just own your team nickname your players make your team yours um make a name for them very simple and small so yeah bryce you have any other bonus um things you want to put in there no just quick summary of it again communicate with everyone have fun so that you can participate and it lets you be able to go to anyone in your league not just the same people 
study up on those college players and know like how you value your team and how other people value them so that you can acquire assets and just continue to, to do better. Definitely. And I got a bonus one. Listen to this podcast and ask mm-hmm. questions under the section because I would love to be able to do Q&A sections sometimes to answer those questions, whether it is advised or just general topics to talk about for the podcast because we'll be looking for topics throughout the year. So definitely. All right, guys. So what we're going to do now, it's time to talk actual football. Let's hop into the Thursday night preview. Football is here. It is game time. This Thursday, we got, is it Kansas City at Houston or Houston at Kansas City? Houston's at Kansas City. Houston at Kansas City, which, I mean, that does play a factor, but definitely not as much because we're not going to have fans. I'm excited. It's going to be so weird watching the screen a bit and not seeing fans. So I'm definitely excited for this game. Um so yeah, let's hot, let's let's get into this game. Um, Bryce, let's just look at some of the who some of the big time players you want to talk about. Who you look forward to playing in the Houston Kansas City game? Got to start with Patrick Mahomes. He's, he's and that we're gonna have an awesome Week One fantasy matchup too. So we got uh, Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson uh, going against Jimmy Jam. Uh, has Patrick Mahomes. Um, so, yeah, I think from a fantasy standpoint, that'll be fun to watch. But, yeah, I think you got to start with Mahomes. And I'll, I'll kind of start it off with a hot take. You know, I don't think it's necessarily – I think he's going to be the number one fantasy quarterback again this year. Again, Lamar Jackson, what he can do with his legs is awesome. But, you know, it's tough being a quarterback. And then the first off season, all these defensive coordinators get to scout you out. So I think he's going to get found out a little bit. I don't think he's a top two quarterback this year. I think you could see – yeah, I think you could see uh, Dak uh, jump up in there, or maybe a Kyler Murray. Uh, so I think Lamar is still awesome because of his legs, but I think he comes back to the pack a bit. So that being said, Mahomes uh, starting starting the season off on Thursday night is going to be awesome. All eyes on him for sure. But I love Deshaun Watson too. What he did in, in college at Clemson, he, he was practically Superman. So it's 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 all about the quarterbacks for me. Yeah, dude, I'm all over that hot take. I'm with you. I can see that exactly happening. Pat Mahomes, um, I'm a tech fan. And so I'm excited to see him go to work. I can, I definitely think he's going to be the number one quarterback. I think Kansas City has a great chance of repeat here. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's focus on the Chiefs here a bit. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Do you think he's going to be a workhorse right off the bat? Or do you think they're going to split time? What are you thinking about that? Yeah, so I think Andy Reid has shown that he kind of likes to have a feature back, and everything that's coming out sounds like it's uh, sounds like he's doing great in camp. Now, I, I do still like that they have Darrell Williams. Like they they understand what he can bring, and he scored a pretty good amount of touchdowns when he got touches. So I don't expect him to be completely phased out. Now, as the year goes on, we probably will see see. CEH take over a little bit more, but week one, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, he only starts off with like 12 to 15 carries and gets some catches. But, um, you know, I, I just really, really like the way Houston uh, matches up against them. So yeah, I don't necessarily think he'll have a, a monster game, but he should get his touches and be good for sure. Yeah. Let's go to the Houston side on the running backs. Do you think 
you know, touching off of that workhorse load, do you think David Johnson is going to be a three-down back this game? Are we going to see that? I don't know. They still have Duke Johnson there, and he, he kind of does have his role carved out as a third-down guy, um, being able to catch out of the backfield, especially if they're trailing. So I think he still finds a few things. But, like, if you wanted to ask who gets more touches, I think Johnson gets more touches in week one than, than CEH does. That's interesting. I like that. I'm I got C A C A Clyde Edwards or Lair C E H. Yeah. And I'm going for him. So I want him to go yeah. off, of course, and stuff. And I hope he's that workhorse. I mean they can Andy Reid compared him to um Brian Westbrook. <laughs> and so that, that's a fantasy all star at times. That is a huge yeah. comparison. So that that's yeah. the, definitely the ceiling for him. Um so I think, you know, quarterbacks, they're secured. Running backs, you got close to your main running backs here I think the questions lie under wide receivers for both sides I mean of course you got Tyree Kill um, he's going to get his he's going to possibly get a few big touchdowns but other than that and Kelsey of course he's a wide receiver he's not just a tight end <laughs> he's a yeah. wide receiver at the tight end position let's talk about Kansas City what other receivers do you think that can do good against this Houston defense yeah so Kelsey he's He's on my team, and I, I definitely view him as kind of like the passing vocal – I guess not vocal, the passing uh, focal point of the offense for sure. So I'm, I'm a big fan of seeing how that works out. But, yeah, so Hardman had an okay year last, you know, last year, and I expect him to take a, take a step up. But, yeah, after Hill and Kelsey, like you said, it, there's not uh, necessarily a great wide receiver option there, but that's where Mahomes comes in, and he can just – I mean, he can hit anyone, so I, I wouldn't expect it to be too much of a problem. Yeah, I got you. It's definitely, you know, there's going to be a wide receiver there um, that's going to have a big game probably outside of Tyreek mm-hmm. and Travis Kelsey. Would you put your money on Hardman there? Yeah, well, and don't forget about Edward Hilaire out of the backfield. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah I, I do think – and again, like – I always usually root for the young guys to develop and come up. And so I, I do think I do think Hardman can kind of step into that role as the next option behind Hill and Kelsey. Definitely. I think the biggest question of this game is on the other side of the ball now is Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, they're wide receivers, right? Who is the number one wide receiver here? Is it Will Fuller or is it Brandon Cooks? What do you think? I think it's Will Fuller. Now he's had his injury problems, but he is – even with Watson, he's shown his big playability and his ability to score touchdown in bunches and be a deep threat. And I actually low-key really like what Houston did bring, by bringing in Randall Cobb and Cooks. So those are kind of more of your uh, possession types. You put Cobb in the slot. Cooks is a kind of more of a you know a PPR guy as opposed to like a touchdowns guy. Um, so I, low key, I really like how they replaced Hopkins. Obviously, you'd rather have him, but and they still have Kenny Stills there too on the outside. So I, I, and I'm just such a fan of Watson and how he can be a playmaker and create. So like, yes, I'd rather have Hopkins, but um, I, I think they did a decent job of putting enough weapons around Watson to where he should be fine. You know, passing was wasn't their strength last year. I don't necessarily expect it again. I, I do expect them to do more of a running team anyway. So I like it. Do you think um, Houston is going to be playing from behind this game, or do you think it's actually going to be a blow up, like a uh, a gun running gun game back and forth? Do you think it's going to be low scoring, which probably not? What What are you thinking? It's going to be real interesting without the preseason games to see how it goes. I actually expect to see a little bit of rust. Um, you know, I don't necessarily expect to see 
everyone clicking, which is going to, I think, result in a lot of maybe check downs and yeah, that's a, great a lot of running. So, you know, last year Houston got the best of Kansas City. Kansas City's problem last year, if they had one, was their ability to defend the run. Um, the pass defense was okay, but you know, I expect David Johnson to get a lot of work, and I expect him to to do well. You know, I, I'll go ahead and say, you know, I'm calling the upset. I do think Houston takes out Kansas City in Week One without without the preseason, without the the home field advantage that Arrowhead is normally known for. Uh, Houston beat them last year. I think they make it a close game. I would take the under, whatever the point spread is. And okay. I think, I think I think Houston wins a close one. I like their ability to to check down to Cooks and to to uh, uh, we just said is it Cobb um, this game yeah. and David Johnson can catch out of the backfield too and Duke Johnson that, that's how I think it's going to shake out I think it's a close game that that Houston squeaks out I like to take taking Houston the upset with the under I think that's smart to take the under because Thursday night games if you remember last year the Crazy. Green Bay and Chicago I was so excited what a disappointing game for fantasy. What an exciting game, though. They're always close, but, mm-hmm. yeah, they're always rusty, always ready. I remember the big deal. Aaron Rodgers didn't play one snack in preseason. He was rusty. He looked bad. Mm-hmm. All these players, they didn't play preseason games. And so, yeah, I can definitely see rust. I didn't really think about that much. Um, I hope we have an over, and I hope Kansas City wins. But, no, yeah. I'm definitely – I'm with you with that. I can see that happening so you're going to take houston with under i'll take kansas city with the under i agree with the under so there you go i like it yeah so you got anything else about the game that you want to talk about any questions or anything like that no i'm excited my mavs are out now um, I, I do get to watch my stars um, but the rangers aren't much to watch so it's the perfect time to mix in some college and some uh, some nfl football to, to get Man, us we- to watch it Man, yeah, this will be a more exciting podcast than a Rangers podcast. Those guys, (laughs) they're killing me now. But that's for for another day. And so, yeah, awesome, Bryce. Thank you for joining us today on the Texas Dynasty League podcast. Um, So excited, dude. It's football time. It's here. Um, Lord willing, hopefully this COVID doesn't uh, postpone it or anything. Hopefully it goes well. I think it's going to go well. I think we'll have a full season. And so, yeah, definitely. Thanks for joining us, Bryce. Um, guys out there, good luck on Thursday. Hope y'all are watching. Thanks for listening and have a great week and good luck and look for, um, next Saturday we'll be posting the week one matchups. So we look forward to seeing you then. All right. See you guys. Life like this is what your life like. Try to live the life right. People really know you push your buttons like type right. This is like a movie.